Iowa everywhere. It's time for Miller and Williams on Iowa Everywhere. Presented by Prairie Meadows Racetrack and Casino. This is Iowa Everywhere. All right, what's going on? Welcome to two, not two guys named Chris. This is Miller and Williams. I just said the, the wrong Frickin' thing. I'm Chris. Two two time. <laughs> Joined as always by John Miller. Hey, I'll be out next week. I'm looking forward to. I'm gonna go out to the go see our friends at Prairie Meadows. They got their Iowa Classic. Big. Are you into the ponies at all, John? You like watching the ponies race at all? You know, you know it's, it's not, not something, something that's ever attracted, attracted my imagination. imagination so I can't, I can't say, say that, that I am. Okay. I'm gonna go check it out next week. Looking forward to that. How's the golf game this week? You, uh, well, how late do you golf in Kansas City? Like, because we have to stop at a certain time here in Iowa because it just gets too. You just golf year round down there. So, so yeah, yeah. So I, I, think I think that's, that's probably, probably the difference between like, like um, public, public and private course. course. Public, public courses probably do shut down at some point in time um, in some areas, areas of the country. country. But, but here, um, the club, club I belong to, uh, uh, the National of Kansas, Kansas City, City. If, it's if it's not snowing. And, and it's, it's not, not like a wet, wet muddy mess. mess. Car, Car path, path only is always an option, unless it's snowing. So, so there, were there were times last year when uh, there was one time it was 28 degrees at, t- at, t- at t- my, my tea time. time. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I got that tea time because nobody else was on the tea sheet for the whole day. And there was no wind. It was sunny. And I played 36 holes in three hours, and it was glorious. Absolutely glorious. So. If, 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 as, as long as, as the windshield's wind not below like 35 or 40, um, I'm interested in playing. I never thought you'd be a country club guy. Well, well the, the, there's, there's other people for you. that would agree with you. So. So. Oh, good for you. I hope to be a country club guy someday. That's all. Whenever, whenever, whenever I was in my 30s, I set, I set a goal. goal. I, got I got young kids. kids. Obviously, obviously can't, can't really, really golf, golf a lot if you have young kids unless you're willing to be a horrible dad and leave your kids alone. So hopefully some of you are convicted out there. Um, and um, it also costs a lot of money if, if you want to play at the attic level, level that I am. So I so said, you, you know what? Stay in shape till you turn 50. Your kids at that time will want less of you and less of your time. They'll be more interested in their friends and you won't feel guilty for going to golf. And hopefully you're, you know, you're doing well enough. So last year I turned 50 and I was able to do both those things, things. so I'm, I'm turning into a bit of a golf snob. I don't like to wait. I like to play fast, and um, a, lot a lot of public courses are typically two times stacked all day long. So yeah, that's the public courses in Des Moines are part of the reasons why I quit. Like I just it drove me so crazy that I, I couldn't do it anymore. Especially when you come from small town Iowa, where you can just you basically go out there and play however long you want at your right. own right. pace. Like it's just. Do you, this might seem a little bit personal, but I'm going to ask it anyways. What type of balls do you prefer? So, so I, I play, play with, with um, right, right now I'm playing, playing with Kirkland's, and they, they are, are basically, basically a rip-off Titleist. So you like playing they, with Kirkland's balls? I play, I play with, with Kirkland's, Kirkland's balls. balls. Just don't, don't tell us why. But, but um, um, they, they are, are about just maybe, maybe about a dollar ball. ball. You, can you can get two dozen of them at Costco for twenty seven ninety nine. I went there last uh, 
three, three weeks ago, ago I, bought I bought 10 boxes, boxes so, I so I bought 20, 20 dozen golf balls, balls which, which should last me well into next year. I don't just do things a little. When I was drank, I was an alcoholic, or I'm sober. Okay. Um, I'm, a I'm a great business, business starter. starter. Thankfully, I've got partners that are good business continuers. continuers. So, so know, know thyself. I do. I do. So, so I try to stay out of my own way. That a boy. All right, let's um, let's dive into this week in college football. Uh, before we do that, John, I wanted to talk a little bit about Sightown. I don't mm-hmm. know if you've seen this. Everything from out of Ames this weekend. Or that, that this weekend, this week. I mean, this has been a thing that they kind of announced before the pandemic happened, and then you know all of our lives were upended there for a while. Right. Um, but Jamie Pollard with a very ambitious two hundred million dollar, um, and basically they're wanting to build an entertainment district is is the best way to to describe it. Um, I yeah, I read this a couple ways. One, Jamie's a very ambitious guy. He's done a lot of things at Iowa State that I think a lot of people probably wouldn't have been comfortable even thinking about 20 years ago. And Jamie's continuing to to push push things there. Two, I think that um, based off of people I've talked to in the athletic department, it's probably more important than ever that Iowa State does something like this and they're thinking about increasing revenue to make up for what they will be behind when it comes to the Big Ten and the SEC. I think that that's really, 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 really fascinating as far as you, you know, you look at any good business and what do you want? You want more than one way to make money, right? Cause that, then you get really uh, pressured into one spot. If the economy changes, whatever, Iowa state's looking for a new way to make money. And that could probably, you know, I, I would guess like, I'm looking at this weekend against Baylor. It's not it's not sold out yet. And I it's fascinating to me. Like, why wouldn't this game be sold out? And I ask people, and a lot of my uh, followers are saying, "Listen, we we only have so much money. You know, inflation, ticket prices have gone up, um, whatever." And my point is, I think that you can stem having to put it all on your people in the NIL business if they can go and eat and drink beer and at this place that, that you own and they're getting, I actually think it's really, really smart, highly ambitious. I understand that there's questions about it, but they're wanting to turn this Iowa state center. Uh, they lost a lot of business to Wells Fargo arena when it comes to concerts. Uh, but they think that they can get a lot of conferences. They think that they can get a lot of stuff like that back into the Ames community that Iowa state and as an extension, Iowa state athletics will directly benefit from. That's how I read this thing. I think it's smart. Uh, the one thing I know about Jamie is anytime you doubt him, he's always thought like five steps farther than you have. So he's pretty confident this is going to work. It, it, it wouldn't be going to, to bat like this, going this far if he didn't. That's my interpretation of this thing. What do you think kind of as an Iowa State outsider when you, when you look at the ambitions of this project? That's, That's my, my title on the show, show. Iowa, Iowa State, State Outsider. outsider. Um, and by, and the, by the way, way I'm, I'm going to turn my speaker volume, volume off when I'm talking. So if you want to interrupt me, just give me a high sign, sign and then I'll, I'll stop. Um, first though, I want to ask you a question before I go into however long this we I do is what is, is there to doubt 
What is, what is there to doubt, Jamie, for about, about this off the top of your, top of your head? Because I'm not, I'm not seeing, seeing it, and I'll, I'll get more into that in a second. But what, what, are, what are some, some of the doubts, doubts that you're hearing? It, mainly, it, it, I think it's people from selfish perspectives from what I've been able to gain. Like, oh, we're going to lose this parking or we're going to mm-hmm. – right? Like, it's not – I haven't seen a lot of people come to the table saying like, this is a legitimate like concern about this project. The one thing is people will say, well, the power, the, the power and light district in Kansas city, which this thing has kind of been compared to has people there all the time, right? There's always people in downtown Kansas city. Ames doesn't have that type of a population center. It doesn't have that many events, right? So the, I think the fear for some people is like, well, we're only going to use this on the days of football and basketball games. Where Pollard is trying to make this like a, I don't want to call it a destination, but like why wouldn't people, there's a lot of people in, in the area, right? Like you, you, people go out to eat. Ames restaurants suck, right? If you can get a couple more, hanging out down here, um, that that would be the biggest thing because I think a lot of people are only thinking of this particular area for home football games and home basketball games. Where Pollard is trying to make people think bigger, no, this can be a year-round attraction. Right. right. Okay. okay. Very, Very good. good. So, so to, to the, the point, point of, of people being concerned that it's going to take, take away from, from the place that they've parked and tailgated for since Shep was up, up. I, get I get it. We like change. But if, you know, I was an Iowa State fan and took a step back, I'd say, absolutely, we want this. I'm willing to sacrifice what I've been doing for all these years to move to another place. I know it's easier said than done, and I know I'm not in the tailgate, so I'm trying to have a little more compassion. But what I see when I see this is a bit of envy. Um, now, I don't go to Iowa games and tailgate there either. It's been long overdue for me to go back to a game. I don't know much and hassle and i was at arrowhead stadium last week and i was reminded why i don't like i don't like being stuck in my car i'm a control freak so i don't much care for that but looking at the artist renderings looking at the video that jamie shared this week reading some of jamie's comments looking at some of the things that they're going to have in this first of all jamie's comment i thought was great when he said i reckon this to being we are currently parking cars on oceanfront land on the beach and what can we do on that beachfront property to generate additional revenue? Very smart. I think it's a great analogy. Mm-hmm. This is, this is the, if, if you're going to, if you're an Iowa State fan and you got somebody coming in from out of town and you're proud of your school, you're proud of the team that you follow and you want to show them what Ames, Iowa State athletics are about, where do you take them? I don't even, what, 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 what is, what is the, the is there like a strip of bars and aims somewhere it's called welch avenue and there's really no place and that i'm welch avenue that you're the description you just laid out where you would take a okay year olds like it's just not like right unless you're really into the drinking thing and some people are and that's fine i'm not judging you but you're not going to go there main street is not not great in ames and that's about it. Like there's a place, there's an area in North Ames where all the ritzy folks hang out. Like that's, there's not a lot out there, man. There's the barbecue place. Yeah. And like, that's even like Duff Avenue has a lot of stuff, but it's a lot of chains. Right. You know, like I, Ames is not great. Like I, we, me and my wife, like when we're going out to dinner, I would never say, Hey, let's go to Ames for the night ever. Right. Okay. That's fair. So again, my, when I've gone to Ames, I've, I've Google mapped, 
my little back way in coming up through the back roads from Des Moines to Ames. I park over in the uh, treed neighborhoods to the west of the stadium and I walk in so I can get an easy way out. Now I would do that anywhere. Okay. That's not like me bagging on Ames. I just don't know much about Ames other than going to the athletic complexes. So to me, you're going to bring somebody in from out of town. You're going to show them the athletic complex. All right. It's impressive. I've always always equated my time in Ames at the um, fo- at football games to a mini Arrowhead Stadium. Mm-hmm. The, the, the tailgate, it's just a great place to tailgate. Now, I know people in Iowa are listening to this. Oh, you know, we got neighborhoods over here. We got, you know, we got the train tracks. That's fine, too. Me, this sometimes feels like when we do these podcasts or I ever say something nice about Iowa State, which I used to on my radio show, too. It's like I, it's like my two kids. All right. If I compliment one of them, the other one's like, well, what about me or my freaking two dogs? I give one of them a scratch. The other one comes over and licks my hand after she's been out licking her poop. And I don't want her licking my hand. And she's like, well, what about me? Okay. So, yeah, I got done one dog. My wife's dog eats poop. And I always remind her of that. But anyway, um, this idea that Jamie has put out, from what I can tell from the visuals and the descriptions, I think is a masterstroke. And it doesn't surprise me that Jamie came up with this because he is a phenomenal athletic director. He's always had great vision. He's never limited his thinking. He's always thought in an outmoded. Jamie's always thought like he was at Wisconsin still and he has their budget and no is not an answer to him. And he has lifted Iowa State up to where their facilities are, you know, I've said this before, their facilities would be middle of the pack in the Big Ten. And that is a huge compliment. That yeah, is not that's not me. That's Big Ten sitting on all this cash. There aren't many places in, in the country outside of the SEC, maybe that have better athletic facilities than even the ninth or tenth best facility in the Big Ten, whatever that is. Iowa State's facilities can hang. You add something like this, a true destination. Now, to me, the suites. That's awesome. I mean, those will all be sold out. Yeah, so no, people, no. you know, Common Joe's not going to have to worry about ponying up for a suite. They're not even going to be in the game. Those are all going to be sold out to the high rollers, and that would be a fun party to be invited to uh, on game day. Then the pubs, the restaurants. Okay, remains to be seen how well those would be attended, but you just got done saying yourself, Welch Avenue or Uptown – there's just not a destination spot. Maybe this could be a destination spot. Plenty of parking, easy to get in, easy to get out. Well, um, it's and then, or at know, Ames too. Like they're near campus. That employs like half the town, right? right. Like that's look at the college students. Like that, to me, like I again, I never go to Main Street in Ames. Right. And you would think that a guy my age, right, when I go to Ames and I like to have a couple of beers and a good meal, I never go there. Yeah, you put I the Cody in Cody Road, okay? <laughs> Thank so, you. So, yeah, and it's why isn't Chris Williams going down having a Cody? Because he's not, not where he's going. You might go to this place. And I would go to this place, absolutely. To me, and this is not necessarily a technical term, this thing looks cool as heck. This thing looks big time. Seeing the long shots of the video presentation they gave, looking from – either Jack Trice down towards Hilton Coliseum, or then they reverse it down towards Hilton Coliseum. They have this outdoor amphitheater thing. It's just really freaking cool. It's awesome. It's a gathering place. And yeah, seven Saturdays of fall. It's not going to be so hip in the winter. Let's just be honest. I mean, Ames is about where they start putting the barricades 
on your uh, interstate exits because we got to shut this baby down sometimes. Well, it it right? literally is the first one. It's the first one. It, it is right the north, right north of 13th Street exit. I know. The true north begins <laughs> in Ames, Iowa. Okay? Yeah. When yeah. winter is coming, y'all, that's the freaking – when they send people to the watch, they're in Ames. Yeah. That's the freaking wall. The the wildlings are on the other side, you know, Mason City, up up a little farther north, Clear Lake. So I think it's wonderful. I think it will be successful. And there will be enough people that will support it relative to the leases and things that actually generate the revenue. That's the key. I'm not exactly sold on the longevity of the pubs and restaurants just yet. We'll see how they support it. I don't know enough about the inner workings of Ames, although you just filled me in a little bit. But I think it's got a shot. And I think your point on looking to replace some um, physical inequities relative to whatever the new Big 12 television contract, media rights contract is going to be versus the Big 10 and the SEC, you're never going to get there. But this helps you do more. with Short of building a new stadium, or a multiple hundreds of millions of dollars retrofitting renovation project to be able to re- generate more revenue from the stadium. This is the next best thing. And, 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 and Matt, this has more multi-use options than, than a stadium with more privacy, you know, uh, private suites or, or conference room, things like that. It's still kind of, this is better. This you know, is I, better. Think of it like this just the suites specifically because i'm kind of with you on the bars and restaurants i don't know the business side of it like that seems like a tough risk yeah yeah it's and that's a hard industry anyway so i bet what you'll see is you'll see a lot of established brands that can afford to yeah take a little bit of a licking in the winter for you know to benefit greatly in other times of the year um but i mean those suites from what i understand the business side of things is like let's say whatever the monthly mortgage is or whatever like a cut of that's going to iowa state athletics Mm -hmm. every single month so you think about a suite in a football stadium where you know when you're buying the suite it's going to the athletic department i mean this is really just extending that outside of the stadium Mm -hmm. and i mean i was told i'll just tell you jamie kind of told me this it was after he had gone, he went to, I've never been to Lambeau, but apparently there's an area like this outside of Lambeau that the Packers have. And he was really excited about it. And he, he basically said like, this is more important to our future than ever. Cause I kind of thought being the weakling that I am mentally after COVID hit, Oh, this site town thing's not going to happen. They're going to have to scratch it. No. Their, their whole the inner workings there said now we need to be more aggressive than mm-hmm. ever because we're looking at Texas and Oklahoma leaving the Big 12. We're looking at future revenues and all this stuff, and we have to be aggressive when it comes to creation of that revenue to try and, you know, like I always tell Iowa State fans, the Big 12 is never going to be the Big 10, and you're never going to be the SEC, but you can be the best of the rest, and – this is where Iowa State has a type of advantage. I think in this new Big 12, you look at these type of programs, John. When it comes to fan support in the new Big 12, Iowa State is up there with everybody. Absolutely. And that's where you've got to take advantage of it and you, you utilize your your biggest asset, which is your fan base. And those people will go out and if it's buying a burger and Iowa State gets 15% of that burger, then, man, you just that that's that's a hell of a deal. Look. 
Iowa State fans are known for a lot of things. One being very loyal to teams that sometimes maybe don't deserve their loyalty relative to they're, they're very loyal fans. Another thing that they're well known for, I remember this back from my broadcasting days, is they boycott like nobody else. If they see a business supporting Hawk fans, they will go onto the message boards and say, do not support this business. They do not support Iowa State. Now, maybe that's just um, maybe that was a, a small sample size for me back in the day. On the flip side, I think Iowa State fans would absolutely support based on that. The more that that narrative gets out, hey, every bite of a burger you take from Jimbo's Burgers in Sightown, 10% of that goes to Iowa State. That's something I think that they can rally around. Okay. Another thing I was just thinking of is I was looking at some of these um, uh, architectural graphic depictions, which are just freaking awesome, by the way. It, it, it makes me um, jealous a little bit. Is that I would put some, I would have condos. Um, and you, you maybe, I wouldn't rent them out to students. Okay. Sorry, Ginger. I can see. You already hear Ginger back there. Hey, Ginger. Welcome to the show. Um, I, I wouldn't have students living in those condos. No, God, no. 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 Because then you're going to puke in the elevators, and we don't want that. I would reach out to businesses in Des Moines and Ames in the area and say, hey, can you, you know, would you rent this? Because, frankly, like, you know, if I, if I was high roller enough, I might look at it, too, because, hey, you've got your con. I know that there's suites for the game days, right? But, I, you know, to me, if this is going to be a destination, an entertainment destination, um, and, and I chose to imbibe either alcohol or, you know, marijuana if it was legal up in Iowa, I would absolutely want a little crash pad, you know, it'd be a little weekend getaway, a little condo right there in Ames. I got season tickets for men's and women's basketball, maybe wrestling too. I got season tickets for football. I don't have to worry about driving home. I've got it right there. So I don't know. I mean, they're smarter than me. They've probably had, you know, Jamie seems like he's got a little actuary in him anyway. So he, I mean, he's got more information than I do, but I would think something like that wouldn't be a bad idea either. I think it's a great idea. I think Iowa state fans will rally around it. I think it brings even more of a big time feel, a destination feel to a place that is already on that door, knocking on the door. It's made huge strides. I, I just think it's the I think it's the last piece for that area, and it's big time. It 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 would be a big time thing. I also think too, and I this is stupid to go this far down, but there could be nil opportunities with a spot like that as well, which is obviously a big deal. In well, you, get, you get you get Hunter Deckers out with one of those spinning signs, say "Come in here and eat eat at Burgers Place." One of those like nil deals like that. Tax. You have a tax. Yeah, literally tax, just yeah. doing the dance. Those people are talented, bro. They are talented. I could see Hunter Deckers out there spinning. Come on in. Sure, there's NIL opportunities. Maybe that's not what you were thinking. Speaking of talented, I didn't realize that Rutgers also had an elite punter. There was the uh, the Sickos Committee uh, Twitter account on Twitter. <laughs> um, they had they uh, Heaven's hawkeye or whatever on twitter he he does a lot of gif or gif work are you talking about his graphic of the two punters his graphic of the two punters and sicko's committee retweeted it and said you've been punter struck and i thought that was just perfect i mean folks listen if you're in to to the leather meeting the foot this is the game for you this weekend chris what is the total 
on this one right now. Currently 34. Okay, it's 34. All the money's on the under. Would be one of the lowest totals in 25-plus years of college football totals, right? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Let's double or nothing. Last week? No, I'm not touching it this week. No, no, no. no. I'll I'll be the one that takes the action, okay? Well, I mean, I guess I'm saying – I will put the uh, whatever thing I won last week, whether it's a trip to Minneapolis or you calling a buddy and get me on a golf course, whatever it is that I won taking the Iowa under last week, I will go again, nothing or double. Iowa Rutgers 34, and I'm taking the under. I want. I picked um, earlier this week on two guys named Chris. I had the my final score prediction was six to three. Hmm. I had it at twelve to nine. And I talked myself out of it because I was like, "Those that would mean those offenses would have to get into scoring position that many times in this football game, which Agreed. I don't, I don't think is possible. I, Especially I, I, if Rutgers' backup quarterbacks are in, which we don't know yet. Like at the time of this recording, we're kind of Lystico told me that it would be game time decision. So, like, I don't know. Like, can, can these guys? No, I, I'm not taking that bet. I'll. I'll suck it up and take my loss from last week because I don't think this goes over. I really don't. This is right. this is the worst opponent for Iowa to play this week. You guys need like Maryland. Like now you got to go in there and Ference is going to is going to be he's going to try and prove it against. He, he's digging deep right now. Him and Shiano just in a punt fest together. Yeah, loves this. Yeah, I mean, I, Ohio State would probably be a little worse this week, but I think that. I mean, it, I, I just think – I don't see how – unless it's pick sixes or fluky, you know, turnovers deep in territories, kind of like what Iowa had against Iowa State, and they could still only manage one touchdown on a two-play 16-yard drive, but who remembers that stuff? It's so old. Um, I just don't see Iowa topping 17 points, and I don't see Rutgers topping 14 points. And if I can get this stupid app to work, I need to – I need – I need to call up some technical people at Prairie Meadows. Not their fault. I need to talk with them, get in on that action. But yeah, I would get down. But since you're not going to get down with me, I guess I'm just saying this for posterity. Iowa in the under, beat your bookie, hammer it, bet responsibly, never bet more than you can lose. Amen to that. Going over to our uh, friends at Prairie Meadows, head on up to the Caesar Sportsbook and uh, lay the wood. I like the Iowa under parlayed with Rutgers at seven and a half there you go okay parlay yeah see that's that's the thing once I get my apps figured out that's what I'm gonna do I'm just gonna throw 20 bucks here 20 bucks there at like three to four leg parlays that's yeah because for me just putting a 20 dollar bet down and winning 20 but it doesn't do anything for me but if I can like put a 20 on a four leg parlay and maybe win a hundy that's fun yeah you know, take the gambling winnings, send it in the cash app to my kid at KU, you know, who actually is going to the Kansas football game this yeah, weekend. Let's talk about that. Now, I thought ESPN screwed up. They're going to Florida, Tennessee for game day. They should be in Lawrence or Duke, oh, Kansas. That would have been a phenomenal yeah. story to go to, to that game. ESPN totally dropped the ball here. Is it just like, okay, what is ESPN game day? It's basically go someplace that wants you to be there and have an amazing looking set with a bunch of people and a lot of juice. It's not about the game. They're going to talk about whatever games they want to talk about. I mean, it, it's 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 real. 
it, I don't know. I think it's overrated. I'm not just saying that because Iowa will never be on ESPN Game Day again. But yeah, I was te- I texted my daughter last week. I'm like, hey, if ESPN Game Day comes to Ames, you got to go. And she's like, oh yeah, I'll go. And then her next text was, what's ESPN Game Day? And I <laughs> so I told her, um, you know, they did my my girls just never had much of an interest in sports, and I'm totally fine with that. We talk Beatles and music every single day. Right, so your mind don't care about it either. Yeah, and I'm but, totally fine with it. yours. Is going to replace you in the, in the in the podcasting world. We so, uh, we're getting graphics made and everything. It's going to be great. I can't. I've been looking for it. Let me know. Send me a text when it's coming sure. up because you know I'm going to watch it. Cammy's oh, yeah. gonna, gonna have one big fan. Cammy's corner. Maybe you can be a guest at some. Point. I would. Oh my gosh, dude. He's looking for guests. That'd I'm in. Great. I'm All in. Right. Right. Totally in. That would be awesome. She's almost looking. Brings, she's looking to book big name guests. I was like, I got the Hawkeye guy. For it me. almost brings a tear. I'm in. I'm in. Right. You can count me in. But it, but I was over in Lawrence yesterday. Um, you know, had lunch with my daughter, and um, and there was maybe maybe it's a matter of seeing what you shine your light on. But I drove down Mass, Massachusetts, which is their main street, and there's plenty of juice in oh, Mass in Lawrence. I love that place. It's phenomenal. Underrated road trip to Lawrence. Went to a President of the United States uh, concert there back in like 97. Got kicked in the eye when I was in the mosh pit. Still great memories. You were like President of the United States of America, like, like Peaches. Yes. And- yeah. <sighs> yeah. At the mill in Lawrence. I was there back in the day. What's your best president song? Little Blue Doom Buggy is one of my favorites. I love their remake of Video Killed the ba- uh, Video Killed the Radio Star. Um, but man, it's got to be Kitty, right? Yeah, Kitty's pretty good. Kitty's pretty good. Great, great, great double entendre. You know what? Smart ass rock and roll. That's what the presidents were, and they will always be have a place in my heart. But there was some juice in it in Lawrence yesterday, and. I said last week on the show that I don't listen to sports talk radio. I only listen to podcasts. Well, this week, yesterday, uh, the Kansas City Royals made a big change. They fired their general manager. So I was driving back from Lawrence at that time. And and I probably follow the Hawkeyes a little more, but it's close. I read and consume everything about the Kansas City Royals. The Kansas City Royals, that's my that's my squad. They do a great job in Kansas City covering that team i used oh. to when i lived down there in southwest iowa 810 was yep. on my car all the time yeah That's eight, all ten, eight tens a fifty thousand watt blowtorch um you know a friend of mine steven st john's the morning show steven and i were both like insane callers to 1510 that preceded 810 this is back I didn't in the- know you knew him i've listened to him forever that's awesome yeah so i'll give you the whole story so um 1510 is a little you know Five ten thousand watt sun goes down it goes off the air station but a guy by the name of chad boger and a few other people some former royals they 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 started a a media company and they bought that station and they were putting out some great content and chad boger was teamed up with jason whitlock formerly of the kansas city star now most people know who jason whitlock is and they had a morning show called am mayhem and i just was newly married and i listened to it all the time I'd get on hold. I'd call in like a couple times a week. I was one of those guys. My nickname was Hawkeye. Now, there was another guy that also called in all the time, and his nickname was MU Rock, MU Missouri fan. So, And then at the end of every year, they did a playoff, the Jim Rome show, because Rome was also syndicated on their station, and they had their best callers list. They had their own smack off. And Mm -hmm. for a number of years, myself and MU Rock were number one and number two all the time. 
as far as the voted the best callers to the show. Well, they reached out to us because we'd also go to those, you know, local things. I was a nerd like that. Go meet the guys. Oh, and they yeah. said, hey, we want to team you up with MU Rock. He's over here. Hey, meet him. And hey, I'm John. Nice to meet you. He's like, hey, I'm Steven. Nice to meet you. with Steven St. John. So, so they cool. they gave us a Saturday night, my first ever radio show. They, Chad Boger, Jason Whitlock, they gave Steven and I a Saturday night post-football game radio highlight show where we would just talk about all the day's games. And that was my first ever show. And um, so, yeah, so go back a long time. Then they become 810, 50,000 freaking watts, the power in sports. And uh, it's the largest sports talk stick signal in the country. At what point did Keatsman get in there? Keatsman was in there right, right around then, too. Yeah, because he owned it, right? Like he was one of he was one of the owners. There were there were Union Broadcasting, Keatsman, Boger, Montgomery from the Royals. uh, I think uh, McRae, Brian McRae. There was a number of of owners of it. So it's a great station. That's like a long slide into. It's a phenomenal station. Keatsman no longer there, by the way. Yeah, he's doing his own thing. He got out. Yeah, he he's doing a podcast where he's overinflated. I I don't want to go into this because I'll get somebody in trouble. But um, yes, he's doing his own thing. He's doing so who, who's the one guy, um, Pet Seren? Seren Petro, phenomenal. In my opinion, Seren Petro is one of the great local sports talkers in the country. There's no doubt about it. I think it every time I listen to him. He yeah. also has a podcast. If you're a Royals fan listening to this, he and Rainey Gisarelli. Rainey, I've been reading Rainey on the Royals, Rainey's comments about the Royals for almost 30 years. Wow. Um, he helped start baseball prospectus. Um, wow! And, and, really? Yeah, yeah, he's one of the founders of games. Yeah, he he was one of the founders along with them. So, um, Rainy Rainy and Seren have a weekly podcast called Kaufman Corner, and it's all about the Royals. And it is, it's one of the best podcasts I've ever listened to. And I listen to them as a broadcaster, a podcaster, but also as a fan. It's awesome. So anyway, man, that was a drove that one in the ditch. That all that's to say, they were talking on eight ten yesterday, boy about ways to get to Lawrence to avoid traffic. Never heard that. Never. Wow. I've never heard that. There's one lane, the, the main thoroughfare, there's a bridge down. But anyway, and I was in the midst of taking my back ways anyway home because I didn't want to be dealing with that. But th- there's there's just a juice right now for KU football that hasn't been here since the big man was coaching and roaming the sidelines. You know, we're down there next week, right? I know that. I actually, I, I've, I've been contemplating making some commitments of going over there. Um, really? 2.30 kick. Yeah. I haven't sent a note to, to Remsburg yet, but I may. I'm sure he'll be down. I kind of um, thought potentially – I haven't looked at next week's schedule, but maybe they were holding out for the Kansas game day for next week. But I, I don't know. They're, I have no idea what else is going on. Well, National Iowa League. State beats Baylor. That's what I'm saying. You could have and 2-4-0. That, I would do that for sure. But um, but yeah, I I I may just go on over there. No, I know the back ways in. So little Gracie Miller, you're down there having lunch with her. Yep. And you said you could feel like some buzz about Kansas football. Like, is she saying like, are are students going to be? Yes. yes. Students are going to be like camping out. What are we going to do? I don't know about camping out. I don't know about camping out. But her and her friends, her friend group, they you know, I I, I they're all planning something. That's not like, hey, we're going to do something before the game. Not like a tailgate, but a tailgate before the tailgate. It's like, we're going to have like a, we're going to, we're going to go, we're going to watch, we're going to get together. 
uh, you know, and she was down there, you know, she was down on Massachusetts last year when KU won the national championship in basketball. She texted me that night. I, I, I took screenshots of those texts. She's like, dad, this is the greatest day of my life. Girl doesn't know a ton about basketball, but it's just being there, you know, it's just being there around the event and, and loving it. So, yeah, I, I think that, uh, you know, if, if Gracie Miller, if, if she is a barometer, then I think there's a lot of juice right now in Lawrence uh, for the, the football team. Ticket on StubHub for Kansas Duke right now is $50. And I can tell you from experience that we used to do bus trips every time Iowa State would go down to Lawrence yeah. because the athletic department would basically be like, we'll give you these tickets for $10 a piece if you're going to bring this many people because yeah. they just wanted to get people in the game. Yep. Yep. We would stupid deals for our people and made it super cheap. It is amazing to see this. I mean, the, the game next week, 30, you can get a ticket for $34, but that is like, that's expensive for a Kansas football ticket. For sure. For sure. Same. We did that with the Kansas City Iowa Club back in 1997, except we took a bus trip up to Ames. They were like giving those things away. <laughs> yeah. You're, you're not wrong, uh, unfortunately. I, I brought a handle with me of uh, Captain Morgan, and I don't, and, and I was apparently making out with some uh, Iowa State fan on a couch that was people were trying to light on fire. Don't remember any of it. It was before I was married, by the way. So that's uh, good. At any rate, yeah. So if that was you, how are you? Hope you're doing well. Go, uh, go Jayhawks uh, in this one. Big go 12 Hawks. pride. Yeah. Big 12 pride right here. Um, they are, they're good. Like, I, I, Here's the thing. Like I was listening to a national podcast, one of my favorite ones. Uh, it was like Wetzel and Forty and those guys. They they do a good job, I think, covering the sport. And Forty, I think, says, "I just can't find myself to pick Kansas to cover a touchdown spread." I'm like, "Why?" Like they've gone on the road, win at West Virginia. They killed Houston, who a lot of people thought would be this year's Cincinnati. They're legit. Like, I, I think Kansas is a legitimate bowl team this year, and I think that they could win seven or eight games. I honestly do. And I think Lance Leopold is a witch. Um, oh, oh, good. You know, started out at Wisconsin-Whitewater, went 53-3 and three there in conference play, 109-6. and six. Then he bumped up to the Buffalo Bulls. As we all know, Buffalo is usually just a laughingstock program. And um, he his last uh, three years there – win a combined 17 and four in conference play. And, you know, KU uh, last year, his first year, they were two and 10 this year. He's three and oh, I think two and a half was the over under the, the big over under number for KU at most books to start this year. They're already at the over and they lead the nation in scoring, uh, which is pretty incredible. The chiefs lead the NFL in scoring. So there's there been a lot of, been a lot of play on that this week, but I'm in the water. It's kind of silly, but uh, what's not silly is Lance Leopold can coach. So if I'm Nebraska, that's a name I'm keying in on. Yeah, and he he was on, I think, Solich's staff or one of the Osborne ones. Like, he's been on a staff in Lincoln before, and he was the – didn't he – wasn't he the head coach at Nebraska-Omaha? I see, I, I, he was a assistant at Nebraska Omaha. He was a GA at Wisconsin in 91-93 when Barry took over um, for it. I don't see anything relative to um, to Tom Osborne, but you know, and, and another thing, you know, 2003. So that would have been Frank. Oh, Solich. yeah, there you go. It was Frank Solich. So that's the old school connection. Um, I think that that 
yeah, I think he's the guy. And for some reason, if Matt decides he wants to go coach Nebraska, which he won't, this would be who I would key in on if I was Iowa State. And frankly, if Kirk Ferentz decided he wanted to retire at the end of the year, I think Lance Leap Lance Leapold should be on everyone's short list. I've told you the the backstory here, right? Have I not? No. So Campbell was number one, Leopold was number two. Hmm. Because him and Jamie go back to the Wisconsin stuff. It's always about Wisconsin. Yeah. Sidetown is a Green Bay ripoff. Um <laughs> But, but, no, but really, Leopold was number two. If Matt doesn't take the job, I, yeah. I think Leopold's the head coach at Iowa yeah. State right yeah. now. Rip off being a term of endearment in this particular instance, by the way. I mean, I've been posting on Cyclone Fanatic. I don't even know what your name is. It's it's secret. It's low key. It's John. <laughs> it's John Miller. Oh, I haven't. Is, you saw that spider? You <laughs> 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 so. People on Psycho Fanatic and your avatar was a spider. I remember yeah, it w- not just any old spider. It was a seven <laughs> seven leg spider. Okay, I don't remember if you remember that meme that went around, but I just thought that was funny. And then I had my signature. Uh, Until things are brighter, I'm the man in black. That was my signature. <laughs> Such a dick. Well, you know, but I. <laughs> So I, I logged into Cyclone Fanatic because I've been searching, you know, I told you this. I've been searching Cyclone Fanatic forms just to see the feedback on the Iowa Everywhere Network, seeing if, what things we can do better, what things we should yeah. take to heart. And there's been several things, that, and I passed some of those along to you. Yeah, no, I think, we appreciate it. Yeah, we, we can do better. So we really appreciate the feedback. But then I, you know, I, I started, there was a lot of play from last week's podcast when I told the story about Craig Neal and Steve Alford trying to shake me down. Um, <laughs> you know, one so, guy... Well, one guy's like Miller always makes it about himself. It's a podcast. <laughs> I'm on the podcast. Chris is on the podcast. Sometimes yeah. we tell stories and they may involve ourselves and possibly even our perspectives. I apologize, <laughs> but I'm not sorry. Okay. But anyway, I digress there. So that got a little run and I chimed in on it. Now I went to log in and I forgot what my old login was because I haven't logged in or posted on Cyclone Fanatic, I don't know, 10 seven, 10 years, but I haven't logged in or posted on a Hawkeye message board in maybe about that long. I, I, I did the message board things when they were like invented. I kind of yeah. went through that phase. Yeah. We've gotten a little higher tech than, than that's, those it. Days that's too. it. So I logged in and y'all have the ability to log in with your Apple ID, yeah. which I, which I really like that because it also reduces anonymity and the less anonymity, I think there's a better higher level of, of, of discourse. Anyway, so I logged in and it said John Miller and then it had a J as my avatar. You know, it, it wasn't connected to the old spider account and uh, somebody the other day after, the, and, and what I, what I went and did is I went and took a screenshot of the time I was uh, stepping in, filling in for hosting on sound off or, 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 or doing this bit on sound off with Murphy and fails back in the day. And Cy was on set and Cy thought it would be really funny just to just, get all in my grill and try to throw me off and mess my hair up, which pissed me off. You can call me a lot of things, but that's when I had it. Anyhow, I took a screenshot of like me with my arm around side going like this. So I made that my, you know, I'm trying to play to the locals. I come bearing gifts. Yeah, You're not, you're not going in the hometown pub and just taking a shit in the corner. Right. Not going to do that. So one guy's, I saw my reply and said, Hey John, what happened to the spider avatar? And that just cracks me up. See, you didn't even know where I was going with this story. I'm not saying it was good, but it was all about the spider avatar, the seven-legged spider. John Miller. There's a part, and I said, you know what? New start, 
fresh start. There's a part of me that's been thinking about bringing that spider avatar back. Oh, I think you absolutely have to. And reintroduce the backstory of the seven-legged spider because it was one of the earliest internet memes I can recall. And I think people have forgotten about it. Iowa Rutgers. I'm I'm on record with Hassel. We did our picks. I'm 6-3 Iowa. Are you for real with that? I'm kind of being a dick, but I don't like I my original one was 12-6 or 12-9. But it's honestly like I thought through it. And that would mean that they would have these two teams would have to get into scoring position that often. Right. With these elite punters and these elite defenses, and both teams have terrible offenses. So if if, if the Rutgers quarterback isn't playing, like how many times will they cross the fifty? Three, four. You know what I mean? Yeah. All right. Six. Nine six. What do you, What do you want from me? Like I, I, I'm going. I'm going. I'm going. I'm going to go one touchdown and three field goals. So that's what nine sixteen, and sixteen six Iowa. Oh my God, that's almost. I, I think Hassel had sixteen to. I, you guys may have picked the exact same damn score. <laughs> I didn't. I do consume Thank Chris you. and Chris. Two that's guys insane. named Chris. I didn't listen today. So, okay. Um, Iowa State. I have Iowa State twenty-seven twenty over Baylor. I just they don't lose in Trice as a in a conference game. It's very rare right now. I think these teams are really similar. I'm, I'll, I'll take Iowa State. I'm going to pull a Herb Street here. Um, you know, this the game's I'm too close to it. Can't make a score prediction. Um, not really. I just I don't know enough about either team That's to make fair. like a hard prediction. But I will say this based upon what I have seen from Iowa State, watching the Iowa Iowa State game, also watching highlights of every other Iowa State game, reading all the articles, you Cyclone Fanatic, Randy Peterson, Ames Tribune. I'm I'm old school. I like to read a lot. And I feel like this team is just really, really disciplined. I still have, I still worry that that Decker's sidearm is going to get him at some point. In time. I, I, I agree with you, but um, maybe not this time. I really want Iowa State um, to win. I'd like to see them start four and zero. And Iowa fans are like, well, why do you say that? You know, again, I just come back to it. Iowa and Iowa State. Really, there might be five or six guys a year, seven maybe, that they both recruit hard and make a priority. It's not this like it's not a zero sum freaking game that some people think. Some people think, well, if it's good for Iowa, it's bad for Iowa State, and vice versa. I just don't see it like that. I don't see it like that. They don't play in the same conference. They're not. They're not. It's just different. And um, so, yeah, I'd love to see them win. Um, I think if you made me pick a team to win, I'd probably pick Baylor. Um, you know, it's just the Ric Flair. Uh, you know, be the man. You got to beat the man. That's it. That's it. Hopefully, Iowa State steps up and bees the man. All right. We both have a hard stop here. Appreciate Prairie Meadows for supporting the podcast. Get out. We've got the um, Iowa Classic coming up next week, and we'll have more to tell you about when it comes to that uh, big weekend. And uh, hopefully, we'll have two foreigners in, in Lawrence next week. John will be our um, Iowa Everywhere correspondent. Maybe. Yeah. Are Ology. you going? Are you coming to KC? I, I'm, I haven't decided no. I haven't planned on it. I just, I don't, I don't do much of the traveling anymore. I don't blame you. I hate it. It's just, I mean, it's, yeah, I'm not, I do for, the big ones, but I, yeah. I just, I don't, I don't need to be in Lawrence. Yeah, it, it, I'll let Jared and Connor do that. 
Yeah, it's 45 minutes from my house, and I'm questioning whether or not I want to go. But the only reason I'd go is to see people from Iowa that I know and also my daughter. So, but yeah, we'll see. But either way, um, yeah, hope they're both 4 because that would be a lot of fun. I would say 10% chance I'll be there. Yeah, yeah. I'm really rooting for my daughter to have the greatest college experience there is. And to me, if they got a yes. chance at game day and their team's 4-0 and and Iowa State comes in 4-0, I got to tell you, I haven't had a conversation with little Gracie about this, but you know, I've been reformed. The Hawkeye hater that I once was, I've been reformed. I'm cured of that. No longer exists. But that girl, she was raised on some hate. She was raised on a little hate. Now, you wouldn't know that if you met her. She is one of the kindest humans and most accepting and loving people I've ever met in my life. And she has changed me to be on a trajectory more towards that, more than anybody on this planet. But I don't know what's going to happen when it's Iowa State over there. I don't. I just don't know. Well, you said you want her to have the greatest college experience possible, and that would be hanging out with a bunch of Iowa State fans. Yeah, and Kansas beating Iowa State. Maybe. Elite humans. For sure. For sure. Blue collar at the uppity Lawrence folks that she's used to. Maybe so. People that, you know, people that took the dirt road in life figuratively and literally. That's that's the kind of place I'm from, son. Um, you know, West Branch ain't, you know, it ain't it ain't Lawrence. It's not Overland Park. It's not Clive or West Des Moines. Yeah. West Branch is the back roads, boy. It's, West, it's, Branch, it's, West Branch ain't even Clorinda. Yeah. The Academy's gotten a lot of talk here on the network. Speaking yeah. of the Academy, I was I was listening to you and Hassel. I'm pulling into the gas station. I sit in my car. Then I realized I could just push pause. What a dumbass. But anyway, you guys are taking shots at not, kids. Not, not you guys. He is. But you, you're laughing and making sounds I've never heard you make. Because it's like it's a hit and a note. You know it's true, but you don't want to laugh. And these are probably kids that, I don't know, maybe they had been in foster care or something. Yeah, and tough. man, Hassel's just throwing them under the bus. And I couldn't believe it. I'm like, karma, man, you guys are stacking up some bad karma stuff. I was here. a total dick when I was a kid. Like, I I don't stand by anything that I did when I was, a, like, driving by and making them wave at me. Like, <laughs> I am not laughing. You're not going to pull me down into this gutter with you. I will not share in your bad karma. It's all on you, son. Be oh. careful this week. Yeah. All right. Love you, man. We'll see Appreciate you. Take it. He's John Miller. I'm Chris Williams. Thanks. For watching, if you watch it on YouTube, uh, if you're podcasting, rate, subscribe, review, do all that good stuff, helps us out. We'll be back uh, next week. John will have his Hawkeye Sunday podcast on Sunday. Iowa everywhere.